Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I spit it through the wire, man. Too much stuff on my heart right now, man. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Show for week 11. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter, slash X at just underscore Ico9. And also, please check out Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast that drops every Thursday on the channel with my boy Gene. Now, same drill as always, same drill every week. Injuries first, recap week 10 pickups, and go through the current week's ads and drops. First, injuries. Not a ton this week. Not We didn't really see any major, you know, major season-ending injuries or anything like that. But first... There's a handful of injuries in the Vikings and Saints game. Derek Carr, concussion. He left, I think, late in third quarter, replaced by Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston started immediately targeting Chris Olave, which was which is what we love to see. Now, New Orleans are on a bye week, so we'll see how he progresses the protocol during the bye week. So I would imagine we see him in week 12. Michael Thomas, also injured, knee injury, didn't return. There was a report that came out today that said this knee injury is pretty significant, but it's not season ending. So that remains to be seen, you know, how, you know, how many, how much time he, he ends up missing. And on the other side of that game, uh, on the Viking side, Alexander Madison left due to, due to a concussion. He was replaced by Ty Chandler, and we'll talk about him here in a little bit. But given how the NFL has been treating concussions, I would not imagine seeing him until Madison, that is, until week 12. Then a couple of other injuries. Taylor Heineke left due to a hamstring injury. Falcons quarterback wasn't very effective before leaving. Only had 55 yards on 15 pass attempts. Only eight completions. But he had 34 yards on the ground, so it wasn't, you know, wasn't terrible. But, you know, nonetheless, he, he left early due to the hamstring injury. And, you know, Atlanta, they're also on a bye week. And Arthur Smith came out and said that they're not going to announce the quarterback the starting quarterback until they return from the bye week, whatever that's worth competitive advantage, whatever we'll see. Then Keenan Allen charges wide receiver shoulder injury. There's some speculation that it might be a mild AC joint sprain. Now, you know, for all intents and purposes, he'll be limited in practice throughout the week, but he should be good to go for week 11. Now, you know, he did hurt his, he hurt the shoulder and then immediately came, well, missed a couple of snaps and then came back and scored a touchdown. So I think he'll, I think he'll be fine moving forward. Deshaun Watson had a, was in a walking boot after the game against the Ravens, said he'll be fine to play in week 11. So we'll see how he progresses through 
you know, practice participation this week. But that's just something to keep an, keep an eye on. And then Gerald Everett for the Chargers left due to a back injury and didn't return. So he continues to be banged up. But, you know, that remains, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, that tight end rotation over there in L.A. Now let's recap briefly some of the hits and misses from the Week 10 pickups. First, the Joshua Dobbs legend continues. Another top 12 quarterback performance. The QB3 overall on the week. Pre-Monday Night Football, I am recording this on a Monday evening prior to the Broncos-Bills game. So Josh Allen and Russell Wilson have yet to take the field. So we'll see how they factor into the QB performances on the week. But Joshua Dobbs, another QB, <laughs> another QB1 week. This is his third straight top seven quarterback week. If you remember back when he played against, and he was a member of the Cardinals, QB7, that last week, still unpacking his bags, cooked the Falcons, QB3, I'm sorry, QB5, and then this week against the Saints, QB3. So Joshua Dobbs, soon to get Justin Jefferson back over the next couple of weeks. I think he has, you know, he's going to be firmly entrenched as a, as a, as a top 12 quarterback option. And he may make it difficult you know, if you if you have him rostered and one of your guys coming coming back off of a bye, like a you know like a Tua, he's going to make that decision pretty interesting. But more on that here in a second. And then we briefly talked about Taylor Heineke. He was one of the pickups that we suggested last week. So I, 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 you would say that he face planted for the most part, but you know, he was bad, pretty pretty inefficient for you know by and large, pretty efficient, pretty inefficient. And so we'll we'll see what happens with him moving forward as a starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield, he got home. He got home against the Titans. QB 10 on the week. Was feeding Mike Evans. Loves Mike Evans. And keeps throwing to Mike Evans. And that 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 is a recipe for success. So Baker Mayfield, pretty good performance against the Titans. And then we also suggested, I know he was widely rostered, as a streaming option, Geno Smith came through versus the Commanders because all quarterbacks get home versus the Commanders. QB five on the week. And so this was Geno Smith's essentially Geno Smith's last stand to show us something because he's been pretty mediocre for the most part this year. So it was good to see him bounce back on the running backs. Keaton Mitchell continues to dazzle out the gate. First carry 39 yard touchdown run, and then added a 32 yard reception, but he only had three carries and two total targets on the, on the game against the Browns. Now, now you can, you can probably say that, his playing time was limited down the stretch due to him having that hamstring injury during the week. But we, we, we do want to make note that he was playing ahead of justice Hill. He was mixing in, I think in the first quarter or the, the, the second quarter, he was the second back behind Gus Edwards. And so I think given how well he's been playing lately, we should expect that moving forward. We should. And then Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson got home again. Another touch. He got in the end zone. RB14 on the week. Last week, he was RB17. So he's starting to gain traction. Currently sitting as the RB32 on the on the season. So he's starting to starting to build a little bit. I know Brian Robinson's been killing it. He had over 150 yards receiving. That that was that came out of came out of nowhere. Didn't expect that. But Antonio Gibson getting home again. So that that's something to build on. That's something that you like to see. Ty Chandler was a pickup last week, but he becomes even more of a priority due to the Alexander Madison injury. So we'll, we'll we'll talk more about him in a second. But Quentin Johnston, Quentin Johnston got in the end zone. But the unfortunate thing about Quentin Johnston's day was the fact that he was fourth on the team in targets. 
despite running the second most wide receiver routes. So he just he's he's not showing an ability to command targets. Jalen Guyton had more targets and more fantasy points than him. Uh, you know, it's it, it's on it's I don't know it, it it's it's weird. It's weird. He's in a weird space because he's he's he, I think he's really talented. They drafted him in the first round for a reason, but he's not showing the ability to to command targets. But we care about fantasy points at this point, so he he produced, and that's what fantasy managers who took a chance to put him in their lineup that's what they saw Jaden reed he's getting the route participation and the targets and turn that five turn that into five for 84 and a touchdown so Jaden reed another strong game continuing continuing to assert himself in that packers passing game even though it, they've been pretty hit or miss due to you know jordan loves inefficiency and him being one of the you know the, the a bottom five passer in, in terms of um, completion percentage over expected but Jaden Reed, another another strong game. Now the tight ends we suggested last week, for the most part, face planted. Right, <laughs> Taysom Hill didn't do well. John John Smith caught one pass. K. Don had ten yards receiving. But Luke Musgrave had a, had a career high sixty four yards, topping his previous career high fifty one. So he is starting to you know gain some traction in 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 his career. So. That that re, that that rounds out week ten pickups. Let's go on to week eleven quarterbacks. I just have one. I I just briefly touched touched on him uh, earlier, but Josh Dobbs, man, Josh Dobbs, going back to the well, still less than forty percent roster on ESPN leagues. And ESPN, it's usually behind when it comes to you know when it comes to you know rostership among certain players. But again, QB three overall last week. I think he's a I think he's a weekly QB one man, and you know in this week you have players returning like Jalen Hurts, you have Tua, you have Patrick Mahomes, but I I have a I have a bit of I mean if you have a a dilemma between let's say Joshua Dobbs and and Tua, I mean it's it's not as far it's not as far away as you think, but you know the the the, the gap in terms of their fantasy production because if I told you if I told you that Josh Dobbs and Tua have the same amount of QB1 weeks on the season, you wouldn't believe me, but it's true. They both have five QB1 weeks, and Joshua Dobbs has strung together three straight, and we haven't seen Tua do that yet. Now, Tua is awesome as he is, and he has Tyreek Hill in that high-flying Dolphins offense. A lot of people don't know is that he's pretty volatile. He's been pretty volatile. You know, one week, he's the QB1, and then the following week, he's like the QB26. So he's been kind of, kind of been bouncing around here and there. He hasn't had... He hasn't been as consistent as we would like. Now, the highs are really high. Like, his ceiling is absolutely through the roof. No denying that. But if you're faced with a decision between Tua and Josh Dobbs in in some weeks, depending on the matchup, I mean, most people would would lean towards Tua and and not look back. But I think with with as well as Josh Dobbs is playing, how much he gives you on the ground – and he could potentially give you, you know, and, and Justin Jefferson potentially coming back. It becomes a conversation, an interesting conversation. Not saying you should go ahead and just balls to the wall and start Josh Dobbs over Tua, but I'm just saying, like, there could be a moment in time later in the season where you may be faced with a decision based on the matchup. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. And, you know, that's the only quarterback that I have because at this point in the season, you're not really streaming quarterbacks because most of the most of the big guns are back. Most of the big guns are back, and they're not. They're, and there's no more bye weeks. I know this week we have we have the Falcons, the Saints, the Patriots, and the and and the and the Colts on bye. And 
you don't you don't want any of those quarterbacks. Really don't want any of those quarterbacks. You know, the the, the next heavy bye week is is obviously week thirteen. You have Lamar Jackson and 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 uh, Josh Allen, but for the most part, most of your most of your big guns, they've already had their bye weeks and they they should be good to go the rest of the season. But that's that's what I have for quarterbacks this week. Let's move on to running backs. I briefly already touched on Ty Chandler, less than twenty percent owned across the major platforms. Now last week, in in relief of Alexander Madison, fifteen carries, forty five yards, and a touchdown. Wasn't involved in the passing game. I'm sure that was you know something related to the game script. And I think we should see more passing game usage moving forward. And he ended up playing the most snaps, but at the end of the by the end of the, the third quarter. He did have the same amount of carries as Alexander Madison. So that's one thing to keep in mind. He was mixing in with Madison. So Ty Chandler, priority add on the waiver wire. Got the Broncos this week. Pretty good matchup. Now, the Broncos have been really good over the last three weeks on defense, making it difficult for, for opposing offenses after getting you know shredded through like the first, first six weeks, right? So one, that's one thing to keep in mind, but it's still overall on paper a good matchup. And then we're going to go back to the well of Keaton Mitchell. He's still in rostered in less than 25% of ESPN leagues. Again, they're behind. So if he's still available on the waiver wire for some, for some strange reason, he's worth an ad. He only had four touches in this game against the Browns and still was the most productive Ravens running back on a handful of touches. Same thing last week. So he's getting more PT than Justice Hill. And I think over the course of the rest of the season, we should see his 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 role grow a lot more. Next up is Zach Charbonnet. He saw 10 touches in week 10, was getting used in the passing game, and he, where he saw five targets. Soon, soon, very soon, he's going to be flex-worthy. Look, he's the third down back. He's getting opportunities, cutting into Kenneth Walker's opportunities, and he's the type of guy that you need on your roster in the in the event that, you know, Kenneth Walker goes down. You know, he's still, still not, still not, on, you know, Rostered in, in in most leagues, still has a wide range of, avail- of availability. Now, in leagues that I play in, he's not available. But in leagues that you play in, he shouldn't be available. But if he is, he's worth an ad. Definitely worth an ad. Definitely need to keep, have him on your bench because he could be thrusted into a huge role and be a potential quote unquote league winner. So on to wide receivers. Now this one is a little tricky. Noah Brown, <laughs> less than 30% rostered. He's been balling with and without, you know, Nico Collins in the lineup. He is actually second in the NFL in receiving yards over the last couple of weeks. He's turning in wide receiver three and wide receiver six overall in that same span. We're talking about Noah Brown, Dallas Cowboys castaway. I mean, it, there's, there's, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. You know, last week we didn't have him as an ad because. You know, we thought Nico Collins was going to be back and Robert Woods was rounding his way back from injury. So he was going to be the potential odd man out. But look, he's earning playing time. He's earning his opportunities and he's making the most of them. It, it, you know, I was watching NFL Red Zone and every single time I you, we cut to the Texans game, he was catching 30 yard passes down the field. Those deep crossers. C.A. Stroud was hitting him in stride. And so he, he's, he's playing really, 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 really well. But when... Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, and Robert Woods are all healthy. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine anything but a rotation when they're all healthy. So that that's just kind of one thing to keep in mind there. If the pass volume, if the, if the pass volume you know, remains where it's at, there's not going to be 
too much of a ceiling you know, for, for any one player. We know Tank Dell, we know Nico Collins are the, the high-end target earners, but over the last couple of weeks, Noah Brown can't be, cannot deny what he's been doing. Cannot deny what he's been doing. So that is a situation worth monitoring. But any event, Noah Brown is still worth an ad, if for nothing else, how he's produ- been producing over the last couple of weeks. And obviously, Quentin Johnston, we talked about him earlier. He scored a touchdown, his first NFL touchdown, but it's only a 10% target share. We want to see that go up. More ideal if it goes up, but still also, you know, still worth an ad. Josh, you know, Josh Palmer is still on IR, still has a couple more games left until he's, you know, going to be activated. So in the meantime, we'll see if Quentin Johnston's opportunity goes up. And then Trenton Irwin, wide receiver for the Bengals. This is only, this is more so a, a deeper league ad. And this is mainly due to the short week. T. Higgins was ruled out due to a hamstring injury. So we're probably not going to see T. Higgins this week against the Ravens. But Trent Norman was, you know, had two catches for 54 yards and a touchdown this last week. So I think, you know, for deeper league only, if you're in a pinch, he, he, is, um, he is worth an ad. And then just a couple of other stashes or a couple of ads. Rashid Shaheed and A.T. Perry, Saints wide receivers. As I mentioned from the, the, the top of the show, that Michael Thomas' knee injury is serious and he's going to miss some time, but not season ending. So these these are the two guys that you definitely should pick up in his place. We've mentioned Rashid Shaheed numerous times on the show, so he should be rostered, but he's not because ESPN, he's only 27.5% rostered, which is weird to me. And he's under the 50% threshold on sleeper at 47%. Now, this should open up some more opportunities for for for, for him and, and for A.T. Perry. But I will say with Rashid Shaheed in this last game, he did see a season high 23%, uh, 23.7% target rate. So I saw nine targets. So that was good to see, but just didn't have any big plays this, this time around. Um, A.T. Perry, the rookie from Wake Forest, he actually played a lot of two wide receiver sets in place of Michael Thomas. He ran the most routes and played the most snaps, but only saw four targets. So once they come out of the bye week, it should it, it's going to be Olave. It's going to be Rashid Shaheed. It's going to be A.T. Perry. Um, those are going to be the primary three wide receivers that they're going to roll out in Michael Thomas's absence. Lastly, we have Michael Wilson. Again, we're, we're going to continue to mention him. Kyler Murray came back. And he lifted a lot of those. He was that the tie that basically lifted all boats in that offense. Um, Michael Wilson saw six to six targets. Now it was only three catches for thirty-four yards, but you know there was there was a lot of opportunities on that field that they you know it, it could have been an, an even bigger day. And it helped Trey McBride if if nothing else, it helped Trey McBride. And we'll talk about him here in a second. But Michael Wilson most certainly worth an ad and he's still widely available a lot of people dropped him because he went on that that lull and he was ruled out due to that shoulder injury so he's probably back on waivers in most leagues less than 20 percent rostered so worth an ad on the wire and lastly we got tight ends now we saw trey mcbride's first game playing with kyler murray and what did we say last week you know the the game with clayton toon was a basically a burn the tape game and better days were ahead and boy were they Turned that to eight catches, 131 yards on nine targets, amounting to a 28% target share. It's time to party, man. It's time to party. It's Trey McBride season. It's truly Trey McBride season. He is, 
yeah, he he's 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 that dude, man. He's that dude. And this is the the second game over the last like three weeks or so that he's had over ninety five yards receiving. So I I I would hope that you know once Zach Ertz is cleared from IR that they don't cut into that he doesn't cut into Trey McBride's usage. So that remains to be seen. But Kyler Murray's first game with Trey McBride was a beauty in twenty twenty three. And then the last one I want to mention really quick, not much for tight ends, but the last one I want to mention is uh, Tanner Hudson for the Bengals. Over the last couple of games, he's been out-targeting Irv Smith, who's the popular name, but he's been a massive disappointment. But over the last two games, 10 catches and 78 yards. And this last game, he had seven targets, six catches. He's been... I mean, he's he's been doing he's been doing his thing over the last couple of games. He I think he had a, a, a relatively high target rate and he's quickly, slowly but surely turning into Joe Burrow's favorite target at tight end. And especially this week with T Higgins probably down, I think we're going to see more opportunities uh, for Tanner Hudson in that Bengals passing attack against the Ravens. Now, just to recap. Some of these week 11 or these week 11 ads, Joshua Dobbs obviously should not be on waivers any longer because he is a QB one every single week, especially Justin Jefferson due back soon. Ty Chandler and Keaton Mitchell also need to be rosters. Zach Charbonnet as well. Wide receivers, Noah Brown, Quentin Johnston, Trent Irwin, and just a couple of reminders and stashes, Rashid Shaheed. A.T. Perry, Michael Wilson, and if obviously Trey McBride is out there, I, I shouldn't have to tell you to, to, to pick him up. And then Tanner Hudson. Tanner Hudson for the Bengals. You, you want pieces of good offenses. That's the general rule of thumb. And Tanner Hudson has been playing well over the last couple of games. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all tapping in. It is crunch time. It's crunch time. We're getting towards the end of the fantasy regular season. Just four weeks left. Four weeks left. Four strong weeks. Hopefully, you guys finish strong. Hopefully, you all are you know six and six and three, seven and two. You know, y'all y'all don't y'all don't have any any stress going into this Monday night game. So good luck for the remainder of week ten, and good luck in week eleven. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. 